Illinois football finishes six and six. How does that sound? That's one idea pitched by Lauren Tate in this week's podcast, Tate Lines Unedited, when we asked the 51-year beat writer a simple question. Fix Illinois football. Well, he goes into how to fix Illinois football this week, from an improved offense to a better tackling defense to a maybe a fandom that shows some enthusiasm. All in this week's Tate Lines Unedited. We'll be back after this. Hey, Jim Rosso, News Gazette Media, reminding you that every day at NewsGazette.com, there's a bevy of podcasts for your listening pleasure, from Jim Turpin's Penny for Your Thoughts to Scott Beatty's Sports Talk to interviews with the movers and shakers in town on The Morning Show. Check it out, NewsGazette.com. Search for podcasts. All right, Lauren. 2-10 and 10, Illinois football finished after a 2-0 and 0 start. The purpose of this podcast is an easy one. You're going to tell me how to fix Illinois football. Uh, can you give me a time on that? <laughs> you have uh, 20 you, minutes. Okay, well, I'm, no, I meant uh, fix for next season or fix for the long term. I think that the approach they're taking in using the freshman, hoping that they can add another freshman crop behind it, is a good approach. But I don't think it's going to pay big dividends next year. Might I, I could see them winning more than two games, but I don't think this is a bowl team next year. But I think that I am supportive of the idea of building from the bottom up as opposed to going the J.C. route. We tried the J.C. route before. Uh, Illinois has problems getting good junior college players into school academically, an enrollment problem that really slowed the, the process down under Beckman when they found out that they couldn't really bring in all the people that they wanted or that they, they felt like they could recruit. So I like the freshman idea. I mean, I like the idea of going with high school players. However, I don't think it's an overnight process. Took the Cubs several years, didn't it? Took Houston several years. Now, you know, th- that's baseball, but uh, I think that the approach that they're taking is good. All right, for the next 20 minutes or so, we will uh, ask Lauren to fix Illinois football, specifically some good reasons. Uh, Mike Goebel, a correspondent here at News Gazette Media, wants to know all these freshmen that are playing, are they chasing away the the soon-to-be juniors and seniors next year? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that good or bad? The one, Well, it's not It's not good from a depth standpoint, but the, the ones that are leaving, Meganson and Trey Watson, were probably going to be on the back burner next year. Uh, Meganson started seven games a year ago. He started a couple games this year. He didn't perform well. Uh, It doesn't appear that he's going to reach the potential that he showed as a four-star player coming out of Jacksonville. Um, In terms of uh, Trey Watson, he graded much, much more, uh, much poor, uh, much more poorly. Is that right? (laughs) He he was he had poor grades in several games when he got some tackles, but he had many many opportunities that got away from him. They would have used. A, a different linebacker in his spot. They think Hanson is better. The coaches, I'm saying, he was injured for this season. Obviously, he'll be back next year. And uh, Harding would have started the last few games at middle linebacker, but he was uh, injured. So they wound up using Trey Watson without, without an, any intention of using him in the future. This was, this relationship was burned uh, more than a month ago, almost two months ago, in a discussion between. Uh, Lovey Smith and uh, Trey Watson's mother, in which they decided that Trey wouldn't be coming back. So I don't think that the loss of players like that are going to hurt in the long run because they don't they don't really figure in in uh, Lovey's plans. 
Lauren playing the part of Mr. Fix-It today. He has a surgical mask uh, <laughs> over his mouth. Well, I have, I have to start at quarterback, right? And I will tell you, I just learned this in the last day or so. Rivers, the quarterback from Frisco in, in Texas, is now among the three finalists for player of the year in the state of Texas. All divisions, all positions, not just three quarterbacks. He is one of three. He has had a tremendous year. He is a, the best prospect that Illinois has been able to to land in a couple of years here. This guy's really good. I mean, he's had a sensational run in, in the playoffs down in Texas. And he, his dad is a really close friend of Lovey, and I think that's a locked-up recruit. I think they feel like it's definite. December 20th will tell us. That's when the, the, the players will actually uh, sign. But I think they feel like Rivers is coming. And when he comes, he's going to be a contender for the position. He is way ahead of where Cam Thomas was starting this season. However, Cam Thomas is going to have the experience of having played this season. He'll have all spring ball, which Rivers won't be here. So when they come in the fall, Thomas will probably be the starting quarterback. Rivers will be a contender. I don't count West Lunt. When was the last time Illinois had a was a comfortable at quarterback? He had a star. Well, they were comfortable with, with uh, first of all, with Juice. Uh, Juice played four solid years, but wasn't a great pass completion guy his first year. And we go back to guys like Kittner. Kittner was a 40% completion guy as a freshman. Freshmen don't shoot free throws good, even though they shot them good in high school. Freshmen don't complete passes in, in college as f- because they need the experience. And, and I, So you can't just give up on Thomas despite the wild throws he had in the Northwestern game. You've got to learn to be able to throw with a war going on in front of you. And that's what's happening. And, and you've got to, if you're more concerned about evading the pass rush than you are in seeing downfield and, and watching the openings, then it just takes a long time to learn that. And I, I don't know if Thomas will learn it, but, but uh, at least he's had a year to, to begin to learn it. All right. You sound like Illinois is going to be a little better at quarterback. Well, yeah. yeah the okay. same guy All back right. a year later is going to be a little better, yeah. So is the play calling going to improve? Now, I'd say I, that without much knowledge. That's uh, sitting in the stands. Let me, everybody let me, says, what is wrong with our play calling? Is well, that a, when is the plays that a valid? Don't work, when the plays don't work, the play callers at fault. Here's my thought right. on that. This is really important. We can't, we, Illinois, can't change systems every other year. You simply can't do that. The reason I was showing some consistency and winning some big games and, and playing consistently well in most games is the fact that they've got Ferentz there for all for, you know for more than two decades. He was there before he was the coach, head coach. The same thing is true of Pat Fitzgerald at, uh, at Northwestern. You've heard me say this. The same thing is true of the Alvarez system at Wisconsin. You've got to have continuity, and, you, I, and I, I don't care whether you like to play calls or not. You simply can't change every other year and be successful over the long term. This is the problem we've had. We've got some linemen who have just graduated who played for five different offensive line coaches. Now, that doesn't work. I think you just got to stay with the guys that you're, you know, I think Butkus is here now. Stay with Butkus, and you stay with McGee, and you hope that they can work together. Lauren, you're fixing things. You really are. I got another one that you need to fix. Mikey Dudek's legs. Well, Sometimes uh, the first year back from serious knee surgery uh, is not a great year. He's going to have one more year. I think his girlfriend's here. He's, I think he's going to stay. I think that his. Uh, uh, I think that you know there's a possibility he could transfer, but I think that he's going to stay, and I think that he will be a 
uh, a positive asset on this on this football team next year. I, I hope so. I think he likes Illinois. Um, things didn't work out for him this year, but it wasn't so much. It, it's, it's a combination of things. The blocking is, is really questionable. The offensive line is the biggest repair job we have. You know, when I say offensive line, let me say something about defense. The defense wasn't very good. But if you take the top 25 guys on this sheet I have here, there's only three, there's only three guys gone. And one of those is Trey Watson. The other two are James Crawford at end and Jalen Dunlap at uh, mm-hmm. cornerback. If you come back with 22 out of your top 25 players without adding freshmen, who I don't think will help much anyway next year, uh, I, I think that the, the year of the freshmen was this year, but when you got 22 out of 25, I think the defense will be better. Isn't it fair to say they'll be better? They'll be a year older. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody else is going to be a year older in, 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 in terms of their talent, but nobody's got this many players coming back. Purdue, for instance, everybody's saying, well, Purdue's defense is a lot better this year. Well, seven seniors. They started seven seniors, and they didn't have the injuries that Illinois had. So I'm back to the offense. Uh, I think that Dudak will be and, – and Smalling – and Dorsey are really, really good receivers. I think that Smalling's going to be an all, could be an all-conference guy someday. And Dorsey's one of the best uh, tight ends that Illinois has had in a while in terms of receiving. Now he's not big enough to be an adequate blocker for the running game. That worries me, and that's a shortcoming. But he has a year to gain, to get bigger and stronger. And uh, hopefully, all these guys, all these young guys, these eighteen-year-olds, will be better as nineteen-year-olds. Sounds good, Lauren. You're on a roll. I got more questions, though, for you. All right. It's I'm not ready. that easy. All right. You've made it sound easy. It'd be a lot easier if we brought the chief back. <laughs> maybe that was one of my questions. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> or maybe the war chant. Yeah, at least that, huh? All right. Fix this. Yeah. You had about 15,000 fans in the stands it's against about, Northwestern. I, I agree with that. Uh, at the you know In the first half. Yeah. Second half, much worse. Second half. How do you... Get a season ticket holder. How do you convince them to re-up? You, you don't ask me. The, no, you're supposed to fix this stuff, Lauren. Don't ask me the impossible. I mean, I, I I can talk about the football team, but the fan the fans are broken. That that that's a, I don't think that uh, that going in I, you can't do it. it the only way you can get the fans back is to win games, and as long as you're getting beat by multiple numbers, in other words, double figures. Uh, fans aren't going to be and, and you know we, we've gone through a situation here over the last except for Lovey's first year we've been losing attendance every single paid attendance every single year for the last what six mm-hmm. years or so right and so I mean once it's in that spiral I don't think you can bring it out of it until you start winning games I think you have to win games first I got and, one game you can win next year that will bring people back Penn State absolutely can it happen they're going to lose their Star running back, right? Yeah, well. What's McSorley's st- status? Is, I, it, is it winnable, I guess, is what I'm asking you. I don't think so. I, I don't think Illinois would be ready to beat Penn State next year. I think Penn State's another level. I, I think that uh, the quality of talent at Penn State, it's, there's 11 positions out there every time you go out on the field, and Illinois is getting whipped in most of them. There's competition going on, individual competition, blocking, char- you know, and tackling and all this, and and Illinois can't – Penn State's just in another level. Well, now you got me down again, Lauren. You had fixed things. Well, I can't fix – I didn't say we're going to win 11. If we, we beat Penn State, we, we'd be a bowl team next year. Okay. If we, if we beat Penn State, we might win seven games. If you're good enough to beat Penn State, right. who knows how many games you I, could win. I did glance at the schedule next year, and that provided me hope. I know yeah. I brought up Penn State, but otherwise you – Maryland you miss, Rutgers. 
you miss the Michigan states, the Michigans, the Ohio states. That's right. You've got Penn State, Maryland, and Rutgers, and Maryland and Rutgers weren't very good this year, and there's a real good chance that Illinois could, could defeat one of those or both of them. Uh, but that's the level that Illinois is at. Th- th- these are the, the lower uh, – of the 14 teams in the Big Ten, you're talking about the, the bottom four, Maryland, Rutgers, Illinois. I mean, that's where we are now. Has, has Purdue craw- crawled out of that? I don't know. But they sure uh, – they got a big lift from their coach, this new yep, coach. I think Purdue has crawled out of it, actually. Well, I've told you this before, Lauren. You refuse to listen to me, actually. Well, they got to prove it more than one year. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Illinois has had some six, six years in the past and goes right back in the in the tank. One of those six and six years involved Ron Zook. Uh, mm-hmm. He didn't get to take part in that 13th game. Mm-hmm. So Mike Goble again asks, should they have fired Ron Zook? Yes. He lost the last six games, and I think that we, our recruiting was starting to crumble. And I, I think that we were headed uh, into a nosedive. Uh, but we were a lot better then than we are now. Mm-hmm. What we have been dealt by the Beckman system is a semi-death penalty. That's what it is. We got no players. He left us with no players, and uh, that's why the, the the thing that has killed us over over this over the decades is that coaches have left Illinois. And left the next coach mm-hmm. in trouble. It goes all the way back to Ray Elliott. If you remember, Pete Elliott didn't win a game his second year. He was left without talent. Valak was his first two years when he took over. He won five games. I mean, Moeller won four games his first two years. These players, these te- and Turner, Ron Turner didn't win a game his first year. They're left with no talent, and we, we you know, it's it's a syndrome that uh, you've got to break. You've got you got to go with some coaches. They've made a decision on Lovey and his staff. You got to stay with him. As the crowds fall off, you got to stay with him. As as you lose games, you got to stay with him, and hope he can pull it out. Th- this idea of changing every two or three years isn't going to work. Your post game call in shows uh, have some fans upset with Lovey. Sure. To sure. the point of. Well, he doesn't jump up and down enough. Doesn't uh, yell enough. Doesn't do anything. You does know, he need to? Quiet. He's kind of huh? Does he need to? No, no, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. I mean, he got to the Super Bowl once upon a time. I don't think he hasn't changed his style. It isn't his style. Illinois fans dislike the style of every coach that loses. When we had Gross, people were upset because he was jumping up and down on the sideline. Now we've got a football coach who doesn't jump up and down on the sideline, and the fans are upset. So I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I, I, I'm not saying that, that Lovey is the answer. I don't like a head coach who isn't involved with the offense. I just don't. I mean, it's my, my, I've seen the success of Makovic and, and uh, Mike White here. I've seen the success that Turner had when he, did have, when he did win the Big Ten one year. And I like the idea of the head coach being in charge of the offense. And Lovey's basically turned it over to McGee, and it's up to McGee to make it work. Talk defense a little. Uh, they're going to be able to stop anybody next year, Lauren. That's a, that's a major concern because the defense is, is really weak. The only thing I will tell you is that they've got a year to, to get bigger and stronger. They got everybody back. All the twenty I mentioned twenty two out of twenty five are back. Uh, they've got a bunch of freshmen who are undersized for their positions. Roundtree is not big enough. Uh, I don't think that uh, Isaiah Gay is big enough, and they need to put on some weight. I mean, you can't go out and as a defensive end if you're being blocked by an offensive tackle, 
and that offensive tackle weighs 315 and you weigh 230, it's just too much. That's why we're getting pushed back out of the trenches. We've got to have the strength to, to hold the fort, uh, you know, along the line of scrimmage. And so far, we haven't been able to do that. I, I would think that uh, Jackson and, and Oliver and, and Milan, I like those three guys. I think, I think that they will be better players next year. And they showed some signs this year, although in every game, it seemed to me toward the end, we were, Illinois was wearing down. They would basically just tend to dominate the fourth quarter every time unless they put in reserves. You okay with this December signing period? Or, uh, or a program I like am, Illinois. Okay I am because what I've seen at Illinois is the number of decommits that happen. Uh, if you if you get them to sign in December, at least you know you've got them. Uh, and unless the co- you know one thing that's happened though with all these coaching changes, I had th- I had a list of thirteen here the other day and of coaches that have changed already. There are bound to be some players turned loose in that. I know we're after uh, uh, maybe a player from UCLA that that uh, had committed to the previous coach, and maybe he won't. Maybe he didn't want to play for Kelly. Um, so uh, as there's be a bit, this is going to be a big shakeup these last three weeks. We're just about three weeks away from from the signing day, December the twentieth, and basically uh, a lot of players are still at play. St. Louis has got the best recruiting they've ever had, the best prospects in the St. Louis area, ever. And they're not all committed yet. And Illinois is after some of them. And there's a chance. I mean, uh, Illinois closed so well last year. When, as I said, one year ago today, Illinois was 14th in recruiting in the Big Ten. Today, they're 14th, but they didn't finish 14th. They closed fast. They, made, they got gay on the fi- final day. They got round three late. They got some guys that, you know, they picked up some guys that, uh, that turned out to be pretty decent freshmen. So... Maybe they can close again. I don't think that the ranking services are are the are the answer in terms of what players you want. Uh, the, they know they had pretty good success last year in landing some players that weren't ranked, but turned out to be pretty good freshmen. I'm feeling better already, Lauren. Just this <laughs> conversation, these 17 minutes I've had with you. Well, I'm I'm uh, a little bit hopeful, but I'm just saying it's going to take another year. It's going to take. I don't think that. It'll be two two nineteen before Illinois starts to, to I think to be a, a contender for a bowl game. Assure me this, Lauren: the Big Ten is not going to juggle its conferences, its its divisions. divisions. It's going to keep the West West and keep the East I East. I sure hope so. And maybe if Wisconsin State, that'll shut them up on the other side. Maybe. Well, you know. It, Have it, you heard any scuttlebutt about uh, the scuttlebutt? I hear is they're going to keep it the same. That's what I hear. And I ask people at the Big Ten meetings this year. You know, I I ask people up there all the time i talked to kent brown about it and I, there's no talk about changing the divisions i think they went they learned their lesson in leaders and and legends and when they went back to just geographical mm-hmm. east and west i think it's much better although um, admittedly the best three teams are probably um, penn state um, ohio state and and um, maybe michigan I'm not sure where Michigan's headed, though. Assuming they do keep the same. Yeah. yeah have you looked uh, that far ahead to know what, uh, let's say, what Nebraska is going to be like next year? Certainly they oh, won't I, be as that, uh, I can't that touch awful. That one. I mean, I don't even know who the coach is. All right. I, mean, I, I, I think Nebraska is, is uh, in trouble. Hmm. And struggling. Well, obviously. Right. I mean, they fired Riley, didn't they? I mean, they well, they also have a, a bit of a tradition that I would they, say helps. They have a demand for success built on – uh, sellout since 1962. Mm-hmm. I mean, 62? 
1962? You mean they had a sellout every time, every game since 1962? That's amazing. <laughs> so that, there's, there is a push there. There is a demand for success. You cannot be 4-8 and eight at Nebraska. Right. They won't allow it. What I'm trying to ask you, Lauren, is since you're fixing things, you've got to tell me the West is not going to improve. West isn't going to get much better. The, the recruiting at the West is, stays about the same. A bunch of three stars, a very occasional four star. Uh, Iowa wins with their system. Wisconsin wins with their system. Northwestern is winning with its system. I, you know, I don't think Minnesota's. A th- uh, I don't think they're much better than Illinois. And I, I, we could we could catch up with Minnesota next year. We could catch them. And get them at home. I mean, that's, there, there's a chance to beat Minnesota, I think. Fast start for the Gophers this year kind of fizzled. And uh, well, uh, the new coaching hire maybe didn't have as much pizzazz. Offensively, you see their, their starting quarterback, just re- Rich just said he's leaving. Starting quarterback. I mean, usually it's a backup quarterback. But, you know, uh, maybe he figures that he's not going to be the starter next year after the season he had. All right, Lauren, I'll let you go. But before we do, I need a regular season record next year for Illinois. Four and eight. That you just said we just spent the half hour fixing Illinois football. We did. You're telling we, me I four doubled and eight. the wins. I doubled the wins. What do you want? Okay, five and seven. Five and seven. <laughs> Give me one more so we can send the six staff to a bowl game. <laughs> well, that's a that's a stretch. I I don't think we're going to be good enough, but I think we're I think that instead of I I think we'll be competitive in the fourth quarter. So maybe we can pull out some games if. Illinois wasn't competitive in the fourth quarter in most of their games. The game was over. All right. Another enjoyable uh, Tate Lines unedited. We're taping this on Tuesday before Illinois basketball plays Wake Forest. Who knows next week after this tough three-game stretch, we may be talking about how to fix Illinois basketball. Well, they're going to be uh, – did you see what Scott Ritchie did? He, he picked, picked Wake Forest. He picked the Deacons. We'll see. Anyway, we'll address that next week. Thanks for joining us. Lauren, behave this week. Thank you.